WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, September 20th. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Good morning, Indianapolis. Ebony Chappelle checking in here. So happy to be with you all on this beautiful Sunday morning. What's going on, Cam? Well, it is my sister Lindsay's uh, 15th birthday, so we got to start uh, with a (laughs) shout-out to her. Uh, lots of birthdays here in the September, so she's down at the yeah. hotel with her with her friends, and they're having a good time. A limited number of them, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to keep it distance, but shout out to Lindsay. Virgo season is happening. Good for her. We have a lot to talk about <laughs> yes. uh, this weekend, Ebony. Uh, we're going to start with Operation Legend. Is it working? Is it making a difference? Absolutely. It's something that has, you know, been talked about a lot in the community, and people feel different ways about it, so we definitely want to know what you think about it as well. You can give us a call 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 That yeah. is the number to get on the air. Absolutely and you can also reach out to us on social media. We are live on Facebook right now so you can watch us on Facebook live. You can comment. You can react. You can send us questions. Also hit us up on Twitter at Open Line Show. And Ebony on the live stream move over to your right closer to that to that white thing right there, here yeah That's there good. you go now That's you're looking good, good. now you're looking all right good. Cool. this is what happens when we're doing <laughs> radio and television now so yeah uh, go check out the live stream search open line show and you will see what we are doing right now and you can Absolutely. also leave comments and engage we'll talk to you on there as well but yeah. first ebony before we get to all of that and what we're doing on the show today let's get everyone caught up on what is happening this morning in the news A man has been found dead in a field this morning on the city's northeast side. IMPD says officers were called to the area of 7900 Red Mill Drive this morning around 1.35 on reports of a disturbance near North Franklin Road and East 38th Street. When officers arrived to the scene, they found a man unresponsive in a field and had injuries from gunshot wounds. The identity of the man has not been released. President Donald Trump is promising to put forth a female nominee in the coming week to fill the Supreme Court vacancy created by the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, pushing the Republican-controlled Senate to consider the pick without delay. Senator Mitch McConnell pledged to Trump in a phone call Friday night to bring the choice to a vote, though he has not said if it would be before the election. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, also known as the notorious RBG, died Friday surrounded by her family at the age of 87. In coronavirus news, Indiana is reporting 1,104 new cases of COVID-19 and nine additional deaths. The state's positivity rate is down to 4.2%. In Marion County, 149 new cases are being reported for a county total of 20,645 positive COVID cases. The Republican... My bad. Go ahead. It's all good. (laughs) The Republican members of the Indianapolis City County Council are calling for the city to repeal its mask mandate and instead leaving it up to individuals and businesses if they want to wear masks. They also asked the Marion County Public Health Department to refrain from closing a business or private school based on their mask policy. City County Councilor Josh Bain says, quote, the Marion County Health Department has been free to operate with any without any checks or balances for far too long. The health department responded saying wearing a mask is a temporary requirement. In the forecast, it's clearly starting to feel like fall. Sunny skies will make for a beautiful day today, which will allow for the Colts to have the window and the roof open this afternoon for their home opener. Today's high will be 73. Right now, it is 45 degrees in Indy. So, Ebony. Yeah. uh, I'll get my story queued up here in a Mm -hmm. second when we talk about um, Operation um, legend. I yeah. did some reporting on that this week across the street over at uh, WRTV. Um, and so this morning, we want to talk about is it working? Now, mm-hmm. the original plan with this was that it was going to help uh, reduce gun violence because, as you know, 
it's just been out of control here Absolutely. in our city. So the powers that be said, well, we got to do something. Whether or not it's it's um, the right move is a, is a totally different story. But it was clear that we got to do something. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So when that happened, uh, Operation Legend, when it first started, um, was planned to be a 45-day action by the federal government here in the city of Indianapolis working alongside law enforcement Um, And, you know, it's come under scrutiny in other cities where it has been done. You have some city mayors that have said it didn't really help me at all. Um, It didn't work in concert well with our law enforcement. But then you have right here in the city of Indianapolis, our mayor stand alongside and say, I welcome this action. I want these things to happen. Um, So it's very interesting to see the response from the community this many days in from that action. You have some people that want it to be extended. There were a group of clergy that spoke up and said they wanted it to be extended. Some people are saying this is not helping our community at all and we need to explore something else. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there there are a lot of differing opinions mm-hmm. on this and exactly um, how it should be done. Yeah. Um, as as we said, there was a there's a I think everybody agrees something has to be done, right? Absolutely. It has to be done. We are, you know, living in a time where year after year after year, Indianapolis continues to outpace itself when it comes to gun um, gun violence and homicide due to gun violence specifically. So it's no question that something needs to be done. Um, is this the move? You know, time will tell for sure. All right. I did some yeah. reporting on this this week and also talked to an expert about um, is Operation Legend or in this case of police focusing on an area does that help reduce crime i also talked to one of my east side guys uh, who i go to uh, get the temperature on things with d ross he Mm -hmm. says it's not making a difference he says uh, in fact it's making crime worse so where is the real where is the fact where is the fiction uh take a listen to this and start calling me because the phones are already ringing 317-239-9696 i know mo tup's calling because he's been fired up about this story (laughs) uh here's my story this week from wrtv did more harm than good community leader d ross has earned a name for himself in his quest to make the far east side a better place through activism and a foundation Ross often has an up-close view of issues in the area. He says Operation Legend is not helping solve those problems. It's putting more law enforcement out here in the community. It's putting more uh, federal agents out here in the community. And it's directly increasing the homicides. Ross says he's witnessed the scenes of two homicides near 42nd and Post just this week. It is his belief that adding police or even federal agents to patrol the area is not what the east side needs. That has never been the answer. And what needs to be addressed is systemic poverty. This is an area that doesn't have a grocery store. This is an area that doesn't have a library. This is an area that that doesn't have a public school anymore. Dr. Jeremy Carter is the Director of Criminal Justice and Public Safety at the O'Neill School of Public and Environmental Affairs at IUPUI. Dr. Carter agrees that adding police will not solve the ongoing problems. If you look in any urban place where the high crime locations are, they are places that are void of good employment opportunities, food deserts, um, quality education, access to social services, and so forth. So I totally agree with him that if you want to get to the root causes of these issues, that's what you have to focus on. I asked Carter about Ross's observation that more policing means more crime. He says that is not the case. Do more cops equal more crime? They don't cause more crime or create more crime. They They may account or record more crime because they're in an area, but that the actual amount of crime that's happening is not going up. After Operation Legend wraps up at the end of the month, Ross is hoping city leaders come up with a long-term plan to heal the Far East Side. We gotta heal the wound. And we gotta really get to a point, a position in place where we don't need them to come out here and do, uh, uh, do indictments and sweeps in our community. Cameron Riddle, WRTV. All right. And so one of the things that Dr. Carter also said um, was focused policing. When police focus on a particular area, uh, crime 
not only goes down, but it is eventually eliminated. And so, um, so there, there's, so I asked him, so will that work with Operation Legend? He says that's kind of apples and oranges. He mm-hmm. says in that case, it's more like uh, beat policing. And, and when, if IMPD was to focus on a certain area, um, there is evidence that crime just doesn't move away, but it completely goes away. And so then yeah. you also heard him say that it does not increase crime, like D said, mm-hmm. because the police are there, they're seeing more crime. So, of course, they're going to focus, uh, the, the report is going to reflect more crime because they're yeah. there to catch it. But as you heard him say, he completely agrees with D when it comes to um, does, is it going to solve all the issues? There's going to be um, other things that have to be focused on, like grocery stores, libraries, improving the east side. Just adding police is not going to solve the problems. Yeah, it absolutely is not, you know, and I'll even quote the mayor on there on this. He said this multiple times, you know, like we cannot police our way out of this problem. And I think that is quite obvious. Um, D is somebody that I've worked with as well over there on the east side. And, you know, I, I just love how he helps us to see you know, the great disparity that's going on over there and consistently fights for his community. Um, There are other people that are doing the same thing in their community. And the consistent story that I keep hearing across the board is we need more resources. We We need more direct attention. And a lot of people actually want beat policing to be a thing. I still do not understand why IMPD has not uh, move to develop a comprehensive strategy around that because it's something that's been talked about under the last three administrations. And as we can tell, you know, homicide and things are continuing to go up in these specific areas. So it kind of points to the obvious, like, what are we going to do when it comes to this? And that was my main yeah. thought behind doing the story was we're still having homicides and people are still getting shot and stabbed Mm -hmm. how is this happening when there are federal police officers and agents (laughs) focusing on that area how does that happen you know and to me it honestly doesn't make sense i know that there was a report that came out about you know all of the you know there's information out there about all of the um crime that they have found out about you know all of the different things that have been seized from the streets and this and that but the main point like if we're going to make the main thing the main thing homicide we're still dealing with it um doesn't seem to be slowing down at all so it 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 doesn't make sense it's mind-boggling honestly let's go to the phone lines 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 what do you think about operation legend give us a call let's go to the caller right now on line one caller good morning you're live on the air who's this uh, Larry Vaughn, What's up, Larry? What you, you think? You know they're going to have more crime because uh, they're fighting over junkies. Whenever you have junkies lined up paying uh, $300 a week for their dope, somebody's going to come and develop that market. Somebody's going to capitalize on those junkies. But here's what we need to think about, Cameron. We are being told that we can't control our labor. And the, our Attorney General, uh, Mr. B- Attorney General Barr, said that... Uh, this is enslavement. Anytime any, somebody can control your labor and tell you what you can or can't do with your, do with your labor, poor people, that's all they have. They have their labor. And I can't stand it when I hear people talk about you need to stay in your house until the sheriff comes to fit you out and you need to come and get you a box of garbage on Tuesday to feed your family. So All that's right, see, there, see there you go with the that again. Is a lie. There you go with with that. Well, uh, it's I, a lot of box of garbage. Just what I say. All right. Well, well, I, I'm going to shut you down on that because, uh, as I've said, and I just hung up on you. Um, we've we've been over this before with uh, people needing to go get food, mm-hmm. and they're getting uh, a lot of good food over there at the Urban League. So uh, we're yeah. not we're not going to trash any food because if uh, Larry, I'll just say this if. If you don't like the food that is uh, somebody is handing out to people and have been doing so since March, where is your food drive? Well, 317-239-9696. More callers online, too. Good morning. Who's this? Greetings. How you guys doing? This I'm morning? good, Paul. How What's are up, you? Paul? Oh, I am great. Y'all cracking me up with that. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, I'll let people come say whatever they want to say. But sometimes, yeah. uh, as my grandfather say, just get too foolish. Oh goodness! I know, I, know. I, I could totally understand that, but I, I just wanted to make a couple of comments, and actually, one of them happened to be about Larry. Uh, but first of all, uh, again, if you switch dynamics, 
if you took uh, the job, if you took jobs away from the other group and gave them to the other group, then you're still going to have the same situation as far as crime goes. So in order for us to move forward, again, we must create our own jobs and create our own stability so that we'll be in a position to stand on our own. Secondly, uh, about Larry. Uh, Larry has been making some comments and different things, and and he and, and some of the things that he comments on, especially in the medical field. I'm 60 years old, Cameron. The things that Larry was talking about is true. The medical society, the medical society. To give you an example, I saw nine doctors in one office with the same title. They were around Mm -hmm. they were passing me around Mm -hmm. like a hot potato i was i was uh, next door my doctor and i can hear them through the wall and a young lady said that the doctor was giving her more medications that didn't even apply to anything that she uh was supposed to be seen for and she comes out in the hallway she's screaming and hollering looking for a supervisor and she's making all these different kind of comments and carrying on and then when the doctor actually came into my room, I told her there's going to be more of this because you guys are using us to live. So I want to provide proof for what Larry has been saying. And when Dr. Kane comes back, she uh, the last time she was on, she had mentioned the agency that oversees the doctors. Well, that's a private, uh, that's a private affair. You don't get no results from that because the corporation and the government defends these doctors and and all the the entities that we have to deal with. So we're not being treated fairly at all, nowhere, and it's because the, the, the right exposure that needs to be done is not getting the proper attention from media. So, again, I just wanted to say that, uh, Larry, I understand that he's frustrating different things, but I also understand what Larry is saying because I am a victim of this system. And if you guys want proof of this, then all you have to do is contact me. And I'm talking about my medical records and the whole nine yards. This thing that is being done to us and how we are being treated as human beings is absolutely ridiculous. And we have to take a stand and we have to make stuff happen and not dream about what's going to happen. So you guys have a great day today. That's my portion. And I look forward to the rest of the show. All right. Thanks, thank Paul. you, Larry. Another call. three one. I mean, Paul, Paul. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> um, another call here at uh, 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? James. James, what's happening? I'm just calling about the crime on the east side. All right. What you think? All right. Um, I looked at like Forty Second and Pulse Road. Mm-hmm. You got you got messed up streets, messed up apartments. You know, liquor stores open all night till Sunday morning. And then, but everybody coming on here talking about we need to do this and do that. But it's not going to change when you know people in the neighborhood don't care, so don't nobody else care. You got a point. Thank you for your call, James. Thank you, James. Uh, More calls, 317-239-9696. Let's see who this is. Let me see. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? My name is LaShawn. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, LaShawn. What's happening? Okay, so I comment on the topic that we're having today, and and we... Mm -hmm control of our own situation like we need real data on why people are killing people why all this stuff is happening we need to have the data so we can um do something about this collectively so until i think we have the data on even the people that's doing the killing what kind of personalities do they have what kind of behaviors do they have you know, until we develop our own stuff, I don't think there's nobody's going to save us. Well, you know what we've done? There's been a lot of studies and a lot of research, and it doesn't really even take um, too much high-tech um, research to hear some of the things that both um, D. Ross and Dr. Jeremy Carter talked about in in the uh, issues with the East Side, and it is 
people are fighting to survive on the east side. Yes. Uh, we, we know what some of the causes are. We know what some of the issues are. A lack of resources, a lack of investment, a lack of uh, schools. There is no um, public school in a certain area on the east side. No grocery stores, no mm-hmm. libraries, lack of community centers, lack of uh, jobs, lack of transportation. There is we a talked lack... about the housing as well, we've like some of the about, housing being subpar. We've yeah. talked about all of these things, mm-hmm. so um, there has been research. The question is, okay, now that we've addressed it, now that we all agree there's a problem, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. And there was something else. I just want to add to that as far as the data is concerned. Um, Something else that I think needs to happen is some innovation around how um, policing is done. And this is something, again, that's been talked about multiple times. At one point, there was supposed to be some software developed where they would be able to track um, certain people or certain situations that uh, could potentially result in crime. Because sometimes the people that are committing these crimes are people that are repeat offenders that have been in the system already that have done these things. Um, And it's not the entire community. Like when you look at it, like the people that are committing these type of crimes represent a a minority in that whole entire community. Um, So I think it's something that needs to be paid attention to more, but to both of your points, um, this is stuff that we've been talking about over and over again. It's just who is going to step up and fulfill some of these issues that need to be, um, taken care of as far as their resources are concerned more callers 317-239-9696 let's see who this is on line one caller good morning you're live on the air hey how you doing is that uh am i on the air right now hey how you doing man i would like to bring up i think a lot of crimes in this city are linked to drug use and i'm not talking about weed i'm not talking about a couple beers um I think that anybody that's from this city would agree that 15 years ago, heroin and meth were pretty um, shunned drugs, and the drug users were always shunned. And now, it's like it's a cool and cute thing to do. And, you know, it's bringing so much crime, because you got these people putting needles in their arms left and right, and they get sick. And what are they going to do? Well, here comes a burglary. Here comes a robbery. And they're not professional robberies. They're really, you know, they're not straight-up criminals. So then when they go out to do the robbery, they get nervous, shoot the gas station clerk, there's a murder. And and it's a never-ending cycle. And, you know, the police, uh, you know, I live on the south side of town, and they were walking around the other day, and and they really are... uh, they really are trying to do something. They're saying, hey, you know, what do you see? What what do you hear? You know, what can we do to uh, make a better uh, impact on the community? And I said, I told them, I said, man, we got to go after these heroin dealers because that's where a majority of the crime is coming from. Uh, you know, you can't be, we just can't be uh, blind to it. We can't be scared of it. You know, and I understand where the dealer's coming from as well. You know, they probably had a crap life. And uh understand where they're coming from as well. Mm-hmm. Let's just be clear. I've been on both sides of the fence. Not in that. I used to sell marijuana, and I went to prison for it. Well, I was growing it, but... Uh, yeah, so I understand both sides of the fence, but we need to do something about the, the drug usage. And they're not going to be... Them, as in the cops, are not going to be able to do anything about it unless we point it out. And until we do, it's going to be a never-ending cycle. That's not going to cure all the crime in Indianapolis, obviously. But I guarantee mm-hmm. you it puts a hell of a dent. I can guarantee you that. All right, appreciate it. And, and we, also need, we also need to tell these kids, hey, it really ain't cute. Nobody respects you to be out there selling drugs. You know, I go to work every day. You working at the radio station. You know, how could me or you really respect a, a drug dealer? You know, it's like, oh, so you go out there, get money the fast way, and I'm supposed to respect you? I respect you as a human being. But I'm not going to take your opinion seriously, even if you're correct. You know, we just need to start telling people it ain't cool, it ain't cute, it ain't funny, it looks stupid. And it, it's you're either going to go to prison or you're going to die. And if you don't want to go to prison or you don't want to die, then don't do it. All right. Appreciate the call. call. Thank you so much. Well said. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Evan, you've got to go to a break mm-hmm. here in, in a couple of minutes, but yeah. uh, phone lines are still ringing. Keep calling me, 317-239-9696. Mm-hmm. And, of course, yes. Ebony people can find us they can. online. They can. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Open Line Show. Right now we are live on Facebook, so you could join us there and leave your comments and questions as well. Um, so uh, we're going to continue to talk about Operation Legend throughout this um, hour, mm-hmm. uh, but there are also several other things to talk about, yeah. including uh, the death of uh, Justice Bader Ginsburg yes. and what's going to happen with a potential replacement for her. Is it going to be mm-hmm. fair? Uh, you remember what the Republicans did back in President Obama's yes. uh, era of blocking mm-hmm. him uh, 11 months out from leaving office said he yeah. couldn't have a Supreme Court uh, appointee, a nominee mm-hmm. but now we are 45 days from an election and those very same people are saying yeah. they're going to force it and they are going to make it happen it seems so very important topic to discuss we will continue yeah. to talk about that on the other side of the break as well as uh, Indianapolis's mask mandate the Republican City County Council is trying to repeal it They say it's unnecessary. They say it's an overreach. What do you think? The data may show that masks are working as the same time as federal health experts say masks may be just as good, if not better, than a vaccine. Call us 317-239-9696 or tweet us at Open Line Show. More of the Open Line Show is coming up on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Go ahead and play your outro. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3. This is Oshia Boyd, editor of the Indianapolis Recorder newspaper and Indiana Minority Business Magazine. You're listening to Open Lines with Ebony Chappelle and Cameron Riddle. And we are back. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, in the Hot 96.3 studio. What's up, y'all? Ebony Chappelle here in the 106.7 WTLC studios because we are doing what? We are social distancing so that we can keep each other safe. That's what we're doing. We are continuing to take (laughs) your calls. 317-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air. Yes, and you can also tweet us at Open Line Show um, or join us on our Facebook live stream as well at Open Line Show. All right, more calls. 317-239-9696. Let's go back to the phone lines. Talking about a number of things. Operation Legends, should we be replacing uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg Mm -hmm. before election or before Inauguration Day when a couple years ago that was forbidden? Or should... Um, the Indianapolis City County Council, the Republicans on the council are asking that uh, the mask mandate uh, be repealed and mm-hmm. basically trying to pump the brakes on the health department saying they've got way too much power and nobody is checking up on that. What do you think? Yeah. Call us. Phone lines are hot. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, how you doing, Cameron? Hey, Ebony. How doing? What's up, brother? See if we can have just a small, intelligent discussion about policing. Um, since this legend started, I think I read that article, read an article before yours that the FBI put out, uh, citing that it was being effective. Uh, I went around and I think Chicago and L.A., uh, New York, I went and did some research, and and over time, uh, more police, for the most part, has been seen has not decreased crime. Uh, even Judge Mathis. Uh, a long-time proponent from Detroit of, of uh, you know, a judge, voted judge, says that uh, you have a lot more societal factors to factor in, via poverty, uh, lack of good schools, lack of uh, uh, proper uh, training. You know, he's a big guy on 
on trade and learning some type of uh, vocational skills and stuff like that, which we don't teach. I drove past construction. I was out south coming from Community South Friday, uh, Thursday, and I come up 65 past uh, County Line Road and then up into Southport Road. They're doing massive construction out there all the way into the city just about because once you get towards South Keystone, they're doing construction. So I looked at all the the construction sites and looked at who was running the, the heavy equipment and the and the uh, big pay uh, machines. I didn't see one black body. Now, I know that's got to either be a state or a city-funded project. That would be how a state. Drive... If, it's, if it's interstate, that's all state. All state. So how do I go past a state project which should follow workplace or EEOC laws? And I don't see one black body working out there making that thirty thirty five dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes no sense to me. So we've got a lot of other factors going on. Oh, we lost Navistar, we lost Chrysler around here. You lost Chevrolet, you lost uh, Ford, you lost Gen Air, you lost Thompson Consumer Electronics. You replaced them yeah with WalMarts and service jobs, but we're talking about probably two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand, counting to counting the tentacles that they fed those companies that they fed, oh, Consolidated Freightways Trucking. So you, you're talking about probably 200 to 250,000 jobs that pay $50,000 a year or more. That's gone. They've just vanished around here. They're not coming back. So you got a lot of things going on. you got a lot of uh, the, the Chicago model, the old, and I'll be done with this old good times model of stacking people on top of each other in areas and stuff like that, in poverty-stricken areas. That has to stop. They need to get rid of all that type of housing and come up with single-family homes, let people either, if they want to rent them or let them buy them, single-family homes, stop stacking people on top of each other. That's just not a good approach. Man was not made to live on top of each other. He's just not made for that. From a psychological and a sociological perspective, you need your space. And when people don't have space and they have a lot of other things going on, you look at those pockets where we see problems, that's what we have. And as far as Ginsburg, and I'll be done, if Kelly wins in Arizona, he can be sworn in before the 30th uh, as the new senator. And if Murkowski and Collins in Maine, and we know Mitt Romney already probably will dissent, then we could probably put a stop on, on Mitch. So keep an eye on Kelly's race out there in Arizona. That's very important. Thanks for taking my call. Thank Thanks you. So More calls, 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hello, who's this? I hear this person breathing. Hello? All right, going we on. We need to move on. Yeah, we're moving yeah. on. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good this morning. Is, this is Ron. A um, couple of things. <clears throat> One is uh, a young lady was talking about the data coming into our area uh, in the black communities and stuff. One way of, of getting that data into our area is filling out the census. People don't realize that a lot of money is tied into the census and we get resources into our community, but the black community is afraid of <laughs> for whatever reason mm-hmm. and we feel that the uh, government is intruding into our who's living in our homes and things of that nature but that's one way of getting money into our um, into our community second thing I want to talk about is voting we got to make sure that we exercise our right to vote by getting up and getting out and doing it because one of the things that's going to happen is that the mail uh, in votes are going to be um, they're, they're already um, messing with the mail-in voting. They're already saying that it's a fraud. They're already making sure that there's no place to drop off um, um, your mail-in vote. So we have to get up, get out, and get in line and vote. I mean, physically do it. I don't care what the weather is like. We get an opportunity to go to a sporting game. We get up and we do it. We go to the grocery store. We get up and do it. We have to exercise our right to vote physically by getting up and getting out and doing it. The reason being is because John Lewis uh, fought all his life for us to have the right to exercise our votes. And guess what? We don't have the right to vote just as a right. We have to be, uh, the voting rights have to be amended uh, every so many years. And Mm -hmm. so when we don't exercise our right to vote, it ain't like it can't be taken away from us because it can. So Mm -hmm. we need to get up, get out and vote and do it in person. If you have to stand in line three hours, do it. It is that critical to us this election year. Lastly, is that um, even if we have to 
make sure that our vote, uh, you know, I'm, I'm for uh, having our uh, voting day be a holiday simply because in uh, different countries they have voting. Uh, it's so crucial to them that they take off work to go and do that. We need to have it where we don't have to take off work, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we need to go in there and vote and make it a holiday. That way people can vote all day, every day, at that time of day, any time that they can get there. And that's my comment. All Thank right, you, Ron, Ron. I'm, with you. I'm with you on that. That. Yes. Um, and I want to remind people, October 5th is the deadline to register to vote. So you mm-hmm. can go online and start doing that process. You can go down to, to an office and get that done. October 5th yes. is the last day to register to vote. Then on October 6th, the next day, that is the first day that you can vote in person early. Early in person voting starts on October 6th. Now, what you can also do right now, in addition to signing up to vote, is to do your uh, application for a absentee ballot. If you want to vote by mail, you can send in your application today and hopefully get that rolling so that it gets to you in the mail. Remember, it's still September. So as soon as they are able to send those out, you want to have yours first so Mm -hmm. that it can count. We don't need any issues. So here's what I'm going to do. Ebony, I'm going on vacation uh, the first week in October for my anniversary, Mm -hmm. but my anniversary is also October 5th. That's why I will not forget the day that you (laughs) register to vote. I was going to say, Mrs. Riddle definitely wants you to remember that one. So on when I come back, if I have to take off work, just like Ron said, which Mm -hmm. your job, by the way, legally has to allow you time to go vote if you are going to be working during election time. And let's say you work a a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift, which is the only time you can vote. Your job legally has to allow you time to go vote. There is no excuse. Also learned this week that if you are a convicted felon, but you are not incarcerated in Indiana, you can vote if you have a record. I did not know that. If you have a record, you can go vote. So here's what I'm going to do. As soon as I get back, I will go vote in person early. I'm not even going to mess around with the mail thing because when I did it in the May primary, I didn't get my ballot until the weekend before the election. And then I hand delivered it on election day. I got to Mm -hmm. cut the line, dropped it in the box. I'm not going to do that this time. I will stand in line if I have to. I'll mask up with social distance. But this is so important, especially what has happened in the past couple of days. Do not let any thing keep you from voting do what you got to do absolutely and you know what i'm just going to echo all of your points there cameron about the importance of this and the steps i had the same thing happen with my absentee ballot in the primary so i too will be going to early vote um and i always do something i double check my voter registration every election because one year my voter registration before marion county became a vote center county Mm -hmm. where you could go to any place you would have to go to your specific specific polling place. Mm -hmm. My voter registration got messed up that year. So I had to place a provisional ballot, which meant that my vote wouldn't be counted until after election day. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have issues with people being purged from the voting rolls that are active voters. So anything can happen. So every election season, I go to indianavoters.in.gov. I double check my voter registration. I also go on there to see where the voting locations are in the county that I can go to the times. And I also pull up a sample ballot to see all the people that I have the option of voting for in that election and do my research on them in addition to that. So be sure to go on to indianavoters.in.gov. Um, What Ron said about the census, we have talked about the census so many times. Incredibly important. Census.gov is the website to get that filled out. Um, We have not had a strong response in the black and Latino communities. And our communities need these resources so bad. So be sure to go to census.gov, get that filled out, and make sure that our communities are counted. And Ebony, um, in the time that you said that the website for Indiana Voters um, dot gov, uh, I went and I am uh, I checked on myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, My address is current. Voting status is active. Township Washington gives me my precinct. I'm all set to go. So in the time that you did that, you type in your information, your birthday, your stuff will come up. So I am good to go. Uh, Register to vote and all of the Election Day voting Um, The hours are there. The locations are there. uh, The provisional ballots that you talked about are Mm -hmm. there. So 
check on this stuff. We don't need any hiccups when it is time to actually vote. Let's go to the phone lines, 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? My name is Michael. Michael, what's happening? Um, It's important. I just want to emphasize what the young man that called in before me. Make sure you get out and vote. This is one of the most important elections we are ever through. And the main objective is to get these people out of office, number one, Donald Trump. We had three civil rights icons that has passed away this year, 2020. The last one was the judge that passed away Friday. And they uh, came right out and said they want to go ahead and put somebody in there. Well, I think the way things look, he might not get this through. But the main objective is, is for everybody, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. That's my comment. You have a nice day. Thank you, Absolutely. Thank you. You know what, Ebony? um, Mm -hmm. What I've always actually wanted to do is, uh, just like in the movie Head of State, go get me a bus like Chris Rock. (laughs) And just go pick, start picking people up and taking them, taking them to, to the polls. Yes. Those to the polls. You know, that actually used to be a program. Um, you know, some people don't know this, but I have a background in ministry. And when I was doing that work, um, my church would get a, a charter bus and it didn't cost us anything. Um, but there was an organization that offered that as a service and the charter bus would come to the church house, mm-hmm. pick everybody up after service and take us down to the clerk's office so that we could vote. Um, I am a big proponent of that. I love the bus idea, but even if you ain't got that, I mean, throw some people in the car and take them down there to vote and everybody just do it together. Well, I could find a bus. Yeah. That ain't no problem. Well, I, just, I mean, yeah, you are the bus man. I, yeah. just, I don't know if we can do that with COVID, <laughs> but if we could do a, yeah. uh, a WTLC Hot 96.3, get on the bus and go vote. Mm-hmm. I would be down for it. More calls. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hi, my name's Anaïs. I just wanted to make a comment for most of the young people that I've talked right. to about voting. Go ahead. Um, me personally, I'm a Mexican American, so I have firsthand experience of knowing like why some of us don't vote, and it's not. The best reason, like, personally, my brother and a few friends, they, every time I talk to them about voting, they always come out and say, oh, our votes don't matter, like, it's the election's a hoax anyway and all that stuff. I just want to say, to respond to that, even if it is a hoax or anything, I would still take that chance and vote. And even if it is, if you don't believe it's it's real, if, it, if there's a chance that it is real, I would just take it, because... The other man had a really good point that we do, it is our right and they can take it away from us if we don't use it. Yes, they can. And we are seeing that right now. You know what? Your brothers, and, and when they say that, you need to tell them Then if you're not going to vote, then you don't. You can't complain about anything. Right, right. And I, I do tell them, trust me, but um, I'm also a health care worker and about the mask not being worn anymore, uh-huh. the Republicans saying that. You know, I get it. Like, some people don't want to wear the mask because they don't think it's real or whatever. But me seeing firsthand people dying and getting whole hallways getting wiped out in the elderly community, like, even if it's not what they say it's to be, it is something. It is definitely um, causing death around us. And we have to wear masks during all our shifts and sometimes we work 16 hour shifts like these are not short hours and if we have to wear them all day i'm sure you guys could wear them for at least a couple minutes at the grocery store and mm. just stay six feet apart like it's a i've learned it's not really an airborne disease or else we'd all pretty much have it but it's definitely droplets and droplets um your your saliva and your spit and all that can go all the way up to six feet and that's why that's the rule so just if you don't want to wear a mask, at least stay six feet from everybody or stay isolated. But don't just—I don't think people should just make it a rule to um, stop wearing masks and go against the healthcare because I'm pretty sure the replacements don't have a degree in any kind of healthcare. 
So well, I want to thank you for two things. One, for your work being a, a frontline worker during this pandemic, your work with healthcare and taking care of people. We know how difficult mm-hmm. it has been for all of us, but especially the things that you've seen on the front lines. And then for two, for doing everything you can to encourage your brothers and cousins to uh, still go vote. And if they're not going to vote, don't complain. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Anayin. Yeah. All right. Uh, that uh, so every everything she said, you know, what? let me go ahead mm-hmm. and give her um, a, a round of applause. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, the younger generation definitely gives me some hope. So to hear her as a young person call in and, and speak the way she did and the work that she's doing, completely incredible. Um, the mask thing. Um, to be completely honest with you, I, I think that it is past time for people to just really, really take their health seriously for themselves. Because as you can see, there are some people that just really do not have your best interests in mind. I can't believe that at this point in the game, seeing the numbers that we have, seeing the way that people have been um, completely devastated by this disease, to hear people empower um, try to, you know, force some sort of rules or mandates to to remove that is insanity, in my opinion. Well, you know, what's 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 what I am trying to understand is in this year of protests, we've been protesting about so many things. Yeah. How on one hand, you have people protesting about something that has lasted for decades and mm-hmm. hundreds of years mm-hmm. and just does not seem to go away. But then on the other hand, you have people who are protesting temporary restrictions, something yeah. that if we just did what we're supposed to do would go away. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's it just a it's a weird juxtaposition. Someone protesting something that just won't go away versus something that will go away. It will. And, you know, I'm going to do a little demonstration. So I'm putting my mask on right now. Cameron, can you still hear me pretty well? Yes, I can. I have my mask on and I can still do my job with that on. Um, This is something, you know, I I get it. They're not the most comfortable when you wear glasses. Cameron, you wear glasses. I wear glasses. Sometimes they fog up. You know, you have all these little what I consider first world superficial problems that Mm -hmm. come along with doing it. But if this is what it takes for us to save our lives and save the lives of others, it's just frankly what it is that we have to do. Um, And like she said, if you don't want to wear it, you can isolate yourself. You can isolate yourself. You can do contactless shopping. You don't have to go into stores, but to, you know, wreak all this havoc and to be in like everybody's talking about the importance of voting right now and how crucial of a time that we're in to be utilizing energy and resources at a political level to fight something like mask when we have all of this other stuff going on is beyond me completely beyond me 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 caller on line one good morning you're live on the air uh good morning are you speaking about me yes i am who's this my name is jack please good morning how are you i'm good how you doing i'm great what's on so your I mind to, i i wanted to piggyback on a couple of points and, and um thank you for taking my call absolutely um so yeah i wanted to go about the the accountability and your health, not only just for the mask, but for yourself, self. And I remember one of the callers saying that, um, the, how he was going to the doctor and, and the doctor wasn't prescribing the, the proper, um, prescription of medication. That's, that's of course, uh, you know, you have to take accountability on that. And, um, moving forward, because you talked about a whole lot of things that I just wanted to, um, point out some uh you can get rides for voting from lyft and uber and they will come and get you and and do that for free Mm -hmm. and that's lyft and uber and um as well as just to reiterate in marion county yeah you can go and vote anywhere Mm -hmm. not just at your particular voting um precinct Mm -hmm. so i'm i wasn't ready you guys to pick up <laughs> well well yeah i don't know how many times you have been calling but i'm i'm glad you did call in and mm-hmm. and i'm glad you listened because everything that you said is correct and so you make sure you just tell everybody those things because it is so important that there are no excuses and indigo as well usually does uh, most mass transit systems suspend fares on um, election day so mm-hmm. no excuse why you can't get there and and the thing that I learned again this week, if you uh, have a record, if you are a felon, 
Um, but you are free. If you are free to walk outside your house right now, you can go vote. I did not yes. know that until this week. So make sure um, you're telling everybody what you told us. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Have a good day. You as you well. Too. Caller online too. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, my name is Anika. Anika, um, what's happening? I'm a first time listener. I'm glad I tuned in this morning. Oh, thank you for thank tuning you. in. Thank you for tuning um, in. Very, very um, much a informative uh, program, which I like. Um, but I want to uh, also piggyback on the things that I've been listening to this uh-huh. and hello yeah i'm here go ahead um about the whole mass thing mm-hmm. you know um i know that with everything that's going on mm-hmm. you know you have certain populations or communities of people who don't necessarily have the ability to keep a mask or if they do have one You know, they're not able to get it cleaned or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you would think that this COVID situation would have wiped out a whole homeless community. Right. Now, they are people that don't have easy access to water or to do certain things that the government is saying, hey, this is what's going to keep you healthy. And most of them, they don't have COVID. Mm -hmm. And they still don't have the resources uh, as um, some people that are better off do, and they're just fine. Um, that's that about that. And so far as the, the voting thing, I'm an Uber Lyft driver. If you want to get together a team of people that could, you know, pick up people maybe necessarily that don't have easy access to the bus route because it's been changed mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever have you, we can do that. We, you know, call me. I'm all for it got a group of people that you know can join in or whatever and we can get that done and last but not least um oh god what was she talking about um we talked about a lot today it was a lot yeah (laughs) yeah the situation with you know getting our um community to where it needs to be so far as you know us as a community i think if we really really look at our babies it's our babies that are coming after us we need to instead of you know building all these new jails and places to put people why are we why don't we invest more into the next generation and that's not to say that this one is completely mm-hmm. you know just done there's nothing that can be done for them but I think that's a good place to start. Well, I thank you for your call. We are out of time for this show. But, hey, thank you for being a first-time listener and a first-time caller. Call us back next week. Uh, We're here every Sunday morning at 8. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Ebony, we got to roll up out of here in the next uh, 30 seconds. We talked about a lot today on the show, and we're coming back for more next Sunday morning. Absolutely. It is called Open Lines for a reason. So thank you to everybody for tuning in this morning and for calling in with your comments and suggestions. If you've missed any episode of the show, you can catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts at Open Line Show and on our websites as well. All right. Uh, The show will be up on your podcast app coming up in a few minutes. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. And then next week, come join us on video chat as well over on Facebook. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, for all of us here at Radio 1. We'll see you back here next week live at 8, Ebony. Live at 8. Have a great Sunday and a positive week, y'all. Peace.